What's up, guys? What's going on? I'm Paul. This is Pauline Theology Daily Devo with Trust in Jesus Ministries. Glad you're back. Today is a good day because we are blessed by the Lord, whether it's the morning, evening, or night. I'm glad you're listening. And today we are on Mankind. Day six, Mankind, Genesis 1, 26 through 31. Hey, this is going to be a good one, man, because we're going to learn a lot about ourselves. And I know I have been talking a little bit and making points about uh, um, mankind, but here we're going to see it fleshed out just pretty deep. A lot of theology can go back to the garden. If you listen to uh, another podcast that I do on um, Bible uh, verses and stuff called uh, Hewland Street uh, Courses, check it out, man. Go to the website, trustedjesusministries.com and uh, see what it's about. And we talk a lot. My partner, man, loves going back to Genesis because a lot of ideas and thoughts come from this very book, from the garden, from chapters one, two and three. And so we're going to get to see a little bit of theology of uh, man through reading Genesis chapter one, 26 through 31. So let's without further ado, man, let's get into it. If you haven't read it, stop the tape, see what it has to say and then come back and we'll discuss the four questions. And if you have already read, hey, let's get into it, man. What is the author saying? What is he trying to convey uh, about the scriptures? Well, uh, it says this. It says that uh, God said, let us make man in our image and in our likeness and let him rule over the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, the beasts and uh, all of the earth and all the creeping things that crawl upon the earth. And it said God created man in his image and in his image, God created them male and female, he created them and he blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and uh, uh, rule over the bird or rule over the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky and all of the living things that creep upon the earth. And God said, behold, I have given to you every, every greenery, uh, every plant that produces seed after it's, or that, that produces seed, which is uh, upon its fruit on all of the earth and all of the trees uh, with it that produce uh, seed, that produce fruit of the tree bearing seed to you. And it will be for food and all of the living uh, creatures and all the birds of the sky and all of the creeping things of the earth, uh, which is in it. It says the living creatures all the green, uh, the greenery or the, the green produce for food. And it was so. And God saw that all that he had made and behold, it was very good. It was evening and it was morning, the sixth day. So what do we got here? Well, first off, um, it says that God is going to make man in his image. And so we got to we got to hit the the first top thing is it says let us Ooh, he like dang god says uh us speaks to him, to himself about in the plural that's that's a little bit of difference um there's three things that people um um have to say about that one is it's like the heavenly court it's the idea of god speaking with his angels um and conversing like that then it could be the second is that uh it could be um actually a four i'm sorry the second is it could be he's speaking to the earth after he's created all these things. He's saying, let us make man in our image. And then um, the third is that he is uh, 
an idea that there is a Trinity already in place, that he's speaking with himself as the, the Trinity, as the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And then finally, it's him speaking uh, with the Spirit of God, which was mentioned in the first. And so um, the first two definitely can be ruled out. Boom. Not that. And God ain't, ain't uh, talking about the, the uh, earth. He ain't asking the earth to be made in the image of these. Of, of, he's not talking to the earth saying, let's make us the image man in our image. No. Second, it's not the angels as well, because uh, we'll see later on that it goes back to a um, well, not later on right now. It goes back to a singular. OK, so it says, let us make man in our image. And then it says in uh, his image, he created them. So then it goes back to singular. So if it was in the image of him and the angels, then it would have probably continued to be plural. So that can be ruled out as well. And so the second two are probably the most um, prominent ideas. I think the third one I said about being the Trinity is probably not so because I do not think that the people. Now, I have to say this first is that in a in a. Um, Christian perspective, seeing that we are have been revealed more through Scripture um, in the New Testament and having the Scriptures to look back on God and his preeminence ordain the Scriptures to be written as such that we can look at that and recognize and know that that is the Trinity that is speaking. Let us make man in our image, in the image of the Trinity. Uh, and some and some scholars, especially in the um, the medieval and the uh um, apostolic fathers, not apostolic fathers, I'm sorry, church fathers had uh, said some of these things as well um, because it is Christ who we have been made in the image of. And so as being flesh, we 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 have this body of of flesh or this physical body, which is beautiful and wonderful because Christ has a physical body, though his flesh Though he came into flesh, it was not his original state that this is still the image of God being outside of time, that he has a physical body as Christ today as he sits at the right hand of the Father. And so our image could be in that way. So, um, yes, we'll talk about image and likeness in a second. But let's get back to us. Let us make man in uh, our image. Um, and so because uh, of that. Having that revelation and that knowledge, we can look back and see that it is probably the Trinity that is speaking in um, community together and loving community to create man in their image, in his image, in the image of God. But the most um, likely understanding is to see that it is speaking about the spirit of God and then the creator God uh, speaking amongst themselves about creating this um, this man in their image. And this is because the 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 text already um, positions itself to have a um, um, a sense of of plurality and singleness. Um, I think that the reason this is so is because of uh, the the idea of the Holy Spirit, moving over the waters as as Yahweh, as Elohim, speaks. So it says that uh, in the beginning, um, God created. And it says that the, 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 the spirit of God hovered over the waters. So it is it would be unfair to say that a, a person in this time would have the capacity to think of multiple things still bearing the same 
substance and being one. And so I think that probably is the most, um, the, the, I think that is the way that the text is speaking about that the author's trying to convey is that God is in his uniqueness, something different from any other God. And the fact that, that, uh, he has his spirit and himself in which he speaks about making this decision and creating man in his image. So that's a beautiful thing, man. Uh, for more, man, just write in the comments, see if you have any questions or let me know what you thought about this. Cause this is so unique. When I first read it, I thought, wow, uh, the Trinity is already being displayed in the very beginning of scripture. And so that's how we can see and know uh, that the revelation of what we are understanding now being the Trinity is what it has been. It, it's, it, what it, it's what it was because that's what God had revealed about himself. It was just veiled. Anyway, after that, it says in our likeness, or I'm sorry, in our image and likeness. Now, what does it mean to be in the image of God and the likeness of God? Well, I think two things. First, image is uh, from, and this is understanding the word image and the time of this, that these things are occurring. So in the, it's called the uh, NAE, the ancient Near East. And so during this time, image was like representation, which is what image means now. In the Greek, it means icon, you know, iconography. You know, it's like a picture of what something is in another place. And so the image of us, I believe, is a representation of who God is on this earth. And so what that means is that we display who God is. We display uh, what God does. And so um, the function is that we would rule over the earth. And we find that later on as we continue to read that this is the thing that God has called us to do as he is the ruler, which we've been talking about. He's sovereign ruler over everything. He created everything and he rules over it. That God has placed us as an image to uh, represent himself on this earth as to subdue and rule over the world. Um, we are we are kings. And the thing also about this is just is so magnificent is this image, this idea ha is, is throughout the ancient Near East. It's Egyptian. It's uh, Babylonian. It's all of these ideas. But everybody did not have this um, this image. It was only kings. It, it was only the ruling monarchs that would have this image that would be representative of a king. But Genesis flips that on his head. It, it doesn't say that. It doesn't say that only kings are images of God. It says that we are all images of God. And the thing about that is saying not only that we're all images of God, but that we are all rulers and kings and queens. That we are all royalty. We are all part of this kingdom because we are images of God. And so that's 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 fantastic, man. Just think about that right there that you are royalty. Now we're going to find out that sin, man, it, it disrupt and marred that image. But when you come back to Christ, he is recreating in us that beautiful image, which makes us kings and rulers. That's why it says we're co-heirs with Christ, who is to rule over everything. And so we will be rulers and kings and queens, because if we are in Christ, we are co-heirs with him and receive the kingdom as well. So that's what image is. Now, likeness is a little bit different. And likeness is, is a relationship that we have. So it's, it's that we are 
not only royalty, but now as the likeness, we are um, family. We are sons and daughters of God. And we see that by the genealogies that we read in Luke. It says Adam was a son of God. And after that, um, or that was in Luke. But before that, it talks about Seth. And it says Seth was made in the image. Or I'm sorry, not the image. He says in the likeness of Adam. And so that conveys a relationship between the two. That There's a specific relationship between Adam and Seth. And that is the same kind of relationship that we have between with God. And so we have a likeness, a sonship, a familial um, tie to the father. In Ephesians, we read, it says that that he is the uh, the father, that God is the father by which every name on earth is named. And so we can see that we still maintain that relationship, that likeness, even after we've been marred by the fall, which we'll read later on. But we still maintain that likeness. We still maintain that relationship of being a part of the family of God. And then um, also a little bit about that likeness is that it wants to distinguish between the image and the likeness. And so we are images of God, but our likeness is that familiar relationship, but it's also separate from being as God, that there are aspects to God that we do not possess. Though we are his family in a way, he is our father, that there is still a difference between who he is and who we are. And that's that's some good stuff, though, guys. That's some good stuff. And let's continue on. And he gives us a job being in his image and likeness. And so when it says that you should rule over the um, that we rule over the, the birds, the, the fish and the beast. See, that is a some believe is a descriptor of what this image and this likeness means. And that's why we go back to images being uh, what they call vice regents. It means we are kings up under the Lord. And so that is what we are to do. The purpose that God has placed us on this earth is so that we can rule over all of the beasts in the field. Now, this rule is a loving rule. It is not a um, over overpowering or subjugating or uh, uh, in, in an evil sense or in a forceful sense. Actually, this is a rule that seeks to prosper and to cause prosperity and flourishing of the earth. This, again, goes back to the idea that we are created in the image of God. And in the image of God, he created a world and then inhabited it, made it where it is flourishing for us as humans, for animals to live in, to produce, reproduce and to live. And so in the same way, that's what we are to do. We're to take this world that God has placed us as kings and queens over and we are to rule it in such a way that it would be continually bountiful, that it would continually flourish and the people and the things that live in it would rejoice and be happy over it. I think I mentioned Romans um, maybe last episode or before, and it says that that the earth is waiting for the redemption of the sons of man. It's waiting for us to be brought back to what we were to be so that it can be properly what God had called it to be since we have been marred by sin. And so that is the the way that we should be living right now. I know this is a long one. Um, and so <laughs> it's, it's, it's a lot going on that we had to talk about with this. But to round it out in a bit, it says that God created us in a way specifically. 
It says in his image. And part of that image, it says, is that we are created as male and female. Now, this is not to say that God has a gender or a sex. But what it does say is that God has created us this way specifically. Like this is the way in which he's called us to be as male and female. We are given um, um, different qualities, yet both in his image. So equal value. We are both male and female. Male has the image of God bearing in him and female, the image of God bearing in her. And each is properly the image of God. Now, it's also good for us to recognize that they are equally images of God. It's that a female is not subjugated in any way or subordinated in any way in their value as an image bearer of God. A male as well is no, no, in no way subjugated or devalued, but they're equally sharers of the image of God, which means they're equally valuable and worthy. Man, that's some that's some good stuff. Man, that's some good stuff, man. And there's more to, to talk about, man. If if we wanted to, we could go in it and in it. But finally, in, in the last steps, we'll just talk about the fact that God has placed us in a place where he has given us all things that we need to survive. He says, man, he created all these trees so that we can have everything we need in order to live, survive and help the world flourish. And then he called us to be rulers over this earth. So what's the saying about God? Well, it's saying that he is beneficent. He is good. He is caring. And he is pleased to share his rulership with mankind. That's what's awesome, man, is that God is not uh, uh, so self-absorbed that he wouldn't share the things that he's done for us. He's he's good. He created a, a good thing. He says in the very end that after all of this stuff that he made, he says it's very good. After he's made everything, made Mankind, the culmination of uh, of of creation. That's why he waited to the last uh, um, day of creation to make us, because we are the culmination, the head, the peak of all creation. And then he says it's very good. All the things that he has done and he's put together was very good. What's this say about man? Well, it says that we are unique and infinitely worthy, man. The culmination, like I said, we were the last thing created, the culmination of all creation. So we are unique in that manner. We are also of infinite worth that he has made us in his image and his likeness, which he did not make any of the other things that were created like himself. But he did that for us. And we are representations of his authority on this earth. And so as as such, we should live as such. And finally, we were created for relationship, man. We are made in his likeness, a sonship that he has um, um, ordained that we be a part of. And those are beautiful things. How can we apply these truths to our lives? Well, soak in our worth, my friends. Brothers and sisters, soak in our worth. Know that we are infinitely worthy. And then keep re, re refreshing that and pouring that over yourself, that you are worthy because God has made you in his image. And we've said before, God, don't make junk. But then remind yourself that we are highly favored as well because he blessed us. He told us to be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it and rule over it, man. God has given us responsibilities. He's blessed us and he's favored us so that we can do the things he's called us to do. Man, that's this is wonderful. This is great. 
And this is awesome, man. And I hope that you guys are just overwhelmed with joy like me as uh, I recognize and see the worth that I have because God has made me. Remember that, guys. I appreciate you uh, and I will see you in the next episode.